advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Let's get it out! I am... I am Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. But of course, some of this down the old rabbit hole. I just thought the same thing. I was thinking about Alice in Wonderland because there was instructions on this bottle. And then you said rabbit hole. Were you thinking of that? No, I was thinking rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, it's called rabbit hole. That's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> no, the reason I was thinking is like, why is there like little I, Alice in Wonderland I, instructions on the bottles? Like, I was why? thinking of the, the, the demented Bugs Bunny where he's got Elmer Fudd and he's like trying to butt fuck him. <laughs> what? He's like, I'm gonna give it to you down the old rabbit hole. I don't, like, I don't know that one. You've never yeah. seen those? No. There's a creepy oh, ass oh. SpongeBob one too. And they're talking about like the secret, like the She looks pretty fancy, man. Secret like recipe or whatever, you know? And they they're taking it out of SpongeBob and they're like, Mr. Krabs is like super creepy. I don't they're they're really weird. It's like this Strange. guy who redoes the cartoons. Oh, I see. SpongeBob was weird oh, enough. Oh man, no, Spo- it no, it's no, it's way creepier. Shit looks fancy. So we're, we're talking about a Kentucky bourbon called Rabbit Hole. Oh, it says it yeah. won gold at the San Francisco World Spirits. Oh yeah, it's got awards on it. I don't trust anything from San Francisco. Accolades, let alone their spirit awards. I don't. I don't know if it's called Cave Hill Kentucky Straight Bourbon made by Rabbit Hole or if it's Rabbit Hole Kentucky Straight Bourbon made by Cave Hill. Yeah, they get their branding confused. I don't know what's going on. Rabbit hole is more predominant like around that. the bottle, so I yeah. think rabbit hole. Yeah. Is I'm going to say so. Yeah, is the brand, and it's it's brought to us by Carrie Woby. She gave us multiple bottles, I mean, and this one has a sign on it that says to drink this one first. That's just like the what he looks like. She officially got a shelf. <laughs> she came in here like fucking three oh. bottles deep. I don't know. So here is the the rabbit oh. hole. Oh. Um. Kentucky bourbon. Ooh, oh, ring. Wow. Oh. Mm. Mm. That's, that's oh, good. yeah. That's real Almost good. Almost like maple or something. That took me right down the old rabbit hole. A little bit spicy. It's it is spicy. It's spicy. Just on the touch. Tricky. Just on the, the spice tip. kind of dominates it. Really? Mm-hmm. I, like I got it. a nice caramel. Really very smooth. There was a caramel right at the top, and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be spicy at all. And then the spice really, like, blossoms. It does. Like, it allowed me to taste the flavor, and then it got spicy on, the on like, the tip of my tongue and around mm. the rim of my tongue. Well, it's, it's spicy. It's a three-year. You know yeah. I mean? But I think it's good. It, it, for a three-year, it's really smooth. Yeah. I mean, it's... There's it's, some... Um, doesn't have a million a, years ago, I kept saying that I didn't like bourbon. And this is it. The thing, the thing about bourbon that I don't enjoy and I can't put my finger on it is one of the predominant flavors in this bourbon. The spiciness. You don't like it's it. More it's more than just the spicy. It's a spicy. It's a spicy and you don't like it. 
just just say it. Is the back left side of your tongue? Yes, mine is the back left, left side, side of my right? tongue. Back, mine's the back right side of my tongue. You You're backwards. Bitch. You are. Yeah. That's why I don't like it. I have an I have an inverted Maybe. bourbon. I don't. You know, like um, I mean, any <clears throat> like any young whiskey isn't as refined, obviously. But it's not even the. Sp- there's a flavor so, aside yeah. from the spice that I used to associate with bourbon that I'm not hmm. crazy about, and it's. So a who dominant. would you say this is? Like this is like a. It's a female. Mm. It's a female. It's Angelina Jolie. I think yeah. I I mildly agree. <laughs> it's Angelina Jolie. It's like I should like there's nothing like you should like it, there's but there's a bad about, taste in your mouth. There's nothing about it. about it that I shouldn't like. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah. I don't like it. It's got it. eight babies around the bottle. <laughs> exactly. Which again is yeah. awesome. Good for you, Angelina yeah. Jolie. But I don't That's like it. That's an amazing at, thing at to the, have done. At, at it's because the there's a little Billy Bob on the back. Yeah. Back in. That's it. That yeah. Is. You know, like you want to fuck her, but you know she fucked Billy Bob. Right. right and it's yeah. just it just turns you off every yeah. time. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I look at her and I'm both like, I both think that she's very attractive. And very unattractive in equal amounts simultaneously. It's because that, it's it's that tune's been rated too many times. Yeah, Brad so, Pitt's yeah. been up in there. Billy Bob. Well, the only person who could fuck her after Billy Bob is Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think like that's the you know what I mean. Somebody is confident and you yeah, know, maybe and rich yeah. and famous. You know, yeah. she carried yeah. Billy Bob's blood in like a fucking vial yeah, on forever. Her yeah, yeah, very forever. strange. Yeah, I wonder if she. I wonder if she stored his cum and put it on her hamburgers. What? The um, that's there's a, a chance. <laughs> It's a leap. I'm not gonna, with the blood thing, I'm not going to rule it out. Yeah. Like for leftovers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, drizzle a little bit on there yeah. as a condiment. Yeah. Condiments get the dick taste out of your mouth, yeah. for the record. Yeah. I want to make a company called Condiments <laughs> and to get the dick taste out of your mouth. It's like a sex mint. You leave it on the, you leave it on the, you leave it the on dresser the dresser of the The yeah. problem is Girl. you're not the, the whole business model is going to fail because of the collapse of Spencer's gifts. Nah. People <laughs> will buy it. Should we buy their stock now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we buy their stock? a novelty website right now. Yeah. yeah. Man, no, for uh no, Angelina's real smooth though. I mean, it's it's very smooth, but real not smooth. But not like really smooth, but not smooth at all. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let me try again. I think I you're be, right. I, I think careful, you're right. Though. I think, I think he's right. I mean, he's kind of hitting the nail on the head. Uh, I think it's an Angelina. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little tiny bit. I think he's hitting the nail on the head. Like it's very smooth going down, but then it has that bite to it. Like there's a bite. Yeah, like, there's there is. A, much it definitely so. is. Like it burned my nose this time. Yeah. I don't know if that went down weird. Yeah, because the, the second drink, if you have a second drink, usually it gives you a different... I like it, though, man, but it is, it's, it's hot. It's, in a, it's hot it in a weird hot. way. It's bourbon. Like, here's Angelina. The, like I've, like exactly, Angelina. exactly, yeah. dude. I've reached a point with whiskey that it's like, I, it's going to be really hard-pressed for me to find a whiskey and just be like, I do, I do not like that. I wouldn't buy this. Like, this I, think it's, I, think it's the, it's, I think it's the age. I bet you, you know if what you it had is? a 12-year... Yeah, I know what it is. What? This is, this is Hacker's Angelina is why. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. It's still, it's still too, it's too, too young and a little weird. Hackers. Yeah, Angelina. Yeah, Hackers. she's she's not mm. full blown Angelina yet. Yeah, she's not full blown Jelena. No, even full blown Jelena, I have the same. I don't know. Yeah. Tomb Raider, she looked good. Like there's certain times, like did you play Tomb Raider though? Did you have a thing for Laura Croft? No, I, did. I didn't really yeah. play Tomb no? Raider. I played, I played it on Sega Saturn. Yeah, no. I played it on PlayStation One. Yeah, hours. I played that fucking game. It's too dude. fucking frustrating for me. Oh man, it's, it's like you go a long time not doing nothing. Yeah, but nothing ever happened. Like, I, remember, it was like, I remember being scared. You'd like some fucking tigers would jump out of the dark at you and shit. I mean, that's when games got kind of crazy. I remember like, I, the one game that scared me was fucking on the computer and Silent Hill. No, 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 no. no it's way before Silent no. Hill. Heretech. 
Oh, I don't know what that one is. Well, oh, I that game, remember that one. That game was fucking creepy. It was like it was like around Doom and Quake. Mm-hmm. But it was like Quake magic and based and stuff. Nah, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was magic based. Like instead yeah. of technology, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're like in I old castles and shit, that. roaming around. It was, it was first like bet- person it was between Doom and Quake. Yes, was Heretic. Yes, yeah. yep. Because it went like Wolfenstein, Doom, Heretic, Quake. Yep. And Heretic was fucking creepy. Yeah. Like the 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 soundtrack to it, the noises and shit. Right. Like, right. It was a creepy ass game. It's still creepy to to this day to me when right. I think about right. it. I, yeah. I feel. I wish I could. I wish can, I had the ability. To, emulator. To well, I wish I had the ability to like give people like how I feel. You know what I mean? To be like, this is how I feel about that and give it to you. Broadcast and you would, Yes. Yes. I wish I wish I could do that. That'd be you, a word you feel me? I wish. I do feel you. Yeah. Wow, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a roll of quarters in my pocket. What's that about? <laughs> and you felt me. Huh. Yeah. So our uh every week, say say this is your first time listening to the show. Okay. I'll pretend. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I thought I was going to listen to a show for good about, reason about Trent Reznor mm-hmm. and they're just drinking whiskey and talking about it. Well, I have something else to tell you, which is that we're about to give away the hot sack of the week. Mm-hmm. And you might be wondering what exactly what's up with those. Why did bells? he just ring the bell? Like yeah. That? Yeah, you yeah, might be confusing. wondering that. Are these awful morning DJs I'm listening <laughs> yeah. to yeah. who make me want to turn off the, the radio? Um, <laughs> but the, the hot sack is brought to you by El Yucateco hot sauce. King of flavors since 1968. <laughs> it's getting so bad we give away um swag from el yucateco to people who have engaged on social mediums with um some sort of el yucateco and in this case it is abe thomas <laughs> Single. for posting of uh, uh Pictures of chili yeah. with El Yucateco hot sauce in it. Chili um, to be had. Chili in the in the works. Chili in the making. Yeah. So thank you, uh, Frankie Pigeons. We'll reach out to you and and uh, grab your nuts. Do you guys feel how excited I was? I yeah. did. You're a glow. Facebook Live is like fucking putting closed captions on everything you're saying. It said Trent Lesnar, and all I could think about was Trent Reznor and Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar. That'd be a, a fantastic mix. Yeah. mix. Trent yeah. Lesnar. Well, yeah. no, it'd be you. Trent Lesnar or Trent Reznor and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, it'd yeah, yeah. be Trent okay. Lesnar. That's funny. So they'd be, they'd be, uh, I'd look like I'd be, yeah, it'd be like a Brock very Lesner. buff, uh, music guy that's high all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've been high in a week, bro. Also, drinks way too much. We, uh, like to thank our patrons. Um, if this is your first time listening, just, just jump in, all in. Just go to yeah. patreon.com, both feet in backslash Soph King Podcast. Just give us 40 bucks a month, just all in. First time, balls deep. I've got a fucking good feeling about these guys yeah. right now. There's it's like a the rapport. Yeah, I'm just in it. I'm in it to yeah. fucking win it. But even if you want to back off and give a dollar, you get bonus episodes um, every single week, etc. Uh, various other prizes. But we always like to shout out some of our patrons every week. And this week we start with Jeannie Douglas, Janine Douglas. Wow, I just booked that one. Janine, damn Janine. Oh, what go? was that, Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Was, Damn Janine. It wasn't Janine though. What I was know. it? Janae. Damn Janae. It wasn't Jen either. No. Gina. Gina. Damn, Damn Gina. Gina. Yeah. That's right. I forgot so, all about that. Damn Janine. I don't know. This doesn't go. Well, it's messed up because it's J E A N. Like Jean. Jean. I N E. Nine. G9. G9. Yeah, she got a fucked up G9. Yeah. She had a G9 test. She won. Yeah. She wins bingo, bingo everywhere she goes. Yeah. 
G9. <laughs> <laughs> she sunk my battleship, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're bringing G4 TV back? Mm-mm. Are they? Yeah, they are. Mm, American Ninja Warrior? Maybe. <laughs> Hope so. Mm. American Ninja Warrior. Mm. You got Billy Bob right there. Mm. That whiskey's got a lasting effect. What Maybe. happened to uh, Sylvester Stallone's crazy fucking... Or was it The Rock? Who was it? That had that fucking obstacle game that's supposed to be like cool like American the Ninja? The Rock. Whatever it was. Amer- it, it was like American Gladiator. I think it still hits in the yeah. summers, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Seasonal. Then we have Nick. dare you call The Rock Sylvester Stallone. No, I th- he had something too or something Fuck to do with guy. it. I fucking hate mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. Nicky Tackett. Tackett. Nicky Tackett. Break it. Break it. Tackett. Nicky Tackett. Tackett in the bagot. Tackett in the bagot. I don't know. Tackett. Racket. Nicky Tackett. She's got a racket. Is it a boy or a girl? Uh, Man or a woman? Suspect it's a woman. Nikki? N-I-K-K-I? Tackett. N-I-C-K-I. Nah, that could be a dude. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dude. Nikki? No, it's not a dude. I think it was a, it was, it's a boy born in a girl's body. Well, that could happen. Nikki Tackett. That's yeah. a possibility. Then we have Anders Moe. <laughs> that is a fucking Amish man. Anders sure. Moe. I think that's got to be backwards. Him Anders Moe. Him and like, Abe Thomas are fucking at the, yeah, they're making some at fucking, the compound right now, making some furniture out of whittling out of wood. Anders Moe. That's a... Anders Moe. Yeah, How did they even get on Patreon without internet? Side burns going you know I mean? on. That motherfucker was Moe Andering around and was like, had to change his name. <laughs> yeah. People think I'm lazy. I got to change Anders it. Mo? Anders Yeah, Mo. that has Anders to be Moe Anders. Anders. Mo Anders. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't really. It Maybe he's Anders used to feel on, He's yeah. confused about technology and he thought he was feeling like a doctor's form where first name last, last name first. When I thing. see the name Anders Mo, I think <laughs> of the, a weird name. I think of the weird uh, rednecky people that show up every so often on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Never wow. seen it. So good. Give me some Mo. Then we have Brandon Enox. No, Brandon also sounds Enox. kind of I know. Amish-y. I, I know Brandon. Enox is a very Amishy kind of a name. He looks like an Amish. Does He's he? got blonde hair and blue mm-hmm. eyes. Real does he pale. Have a cell phone. Yeah, he looks. He like does have a cell phone he, though. Like he took off at sixteen and didn't go back. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he went out for the freedom run that the, they do. He went for the devil's yeah. sausage. And he still lives in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He oh, he takes the devil's sausage. Does he? Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he found the devil's tuna though. Yeah. For the record, just to keep shit straight. Yeah. Yeah. Got to figure it out. And then we have. Aaron Osmond, which is another very Amish Osmond. name. Aaron, fucking one of the Osmond brothers, maybe the, Don, the, uh, Donnie Osmond and Aaron Osmond. He got kicked out early. He did. Yeah. He fucking he sucked worse than they did. Yeah. He's the black That's fucking sheep. really hard to the do. The LDH yeah. kicked him out. Yeah, yeah. LDS. LDS. What's yeah. LDH? That's your cholesterol, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you That's suffering from yeah. LDH? Yeah. And if you are suffering from LDH, you can find a cure if you go to podbelly.com. They have cures for multiple uh, ailments that are abbreviations, um, such as DIM, um, LOL. Oh, if you've got a case of LOL, JK, JK, if you go to podbelly.com, they can cure you of all these things. Um, There's a a place on Oak Street for Taekwondo and it says JK on the sign. I don't understand. It It says Taekwondo JK. Yeah. What's that? That's just kidding. The, the guy's name. It's like just kidding though. Yeah. It's like yeah. Taekwondo. Just it's really Tai Chi. Yeah. 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 You really, get it's a like, Tai Chi student. It's an like, ironic Tai Chi student. Come on, bro. Did you read the sign? Come we're on, doing dude. yoga. There's no yeah. Taekwondo going on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only thing we're doing is kicking back. Yeah, I thought we were it. pretty clear about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an arcade. Yeah. We're just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking video rental. Oh, wow. Kicks in here is kicking back, bro. Have a seat. Yeah. There's a quarter machine in the back, bro. So thank you, patrons. Thank you, uh, uh, P. 
pig belly. Thank you. <laughs> pig <laughs> belly. Thank you, farmer's roost. Pig swine. <laughs> What's pod belly? Thank you, pod belly. <laughs> thank you, pig swine. <laughs> thank you, cow hide. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Thank you. For thank the you, podcast. fat fucking whore. Yeah, thank you for yeah. the podcast. Goat, and thank you, big, fat fucking whore. Big fat fucking yeah. whore. Thank, thank you. you, goat knuckle. No. Ooh, moose knuckles. Mm. So Brandon Enox likes moose knuckles. Animal body part. That's the that's the equation. It's a good yeah, mix. Yeah. It's it a good mix. Yeah. Would you say pig pussy? What? <laughs> what? I don't said, know what you said earlier. Yeah. I don't know. Devil's fart. Devil, the devil's that's sauce. Not a, yeah. That's not a body part. There it is. Nor is the, the animal. No, is it? Yeah. The it's devil, not the animal, animal either. The, yeah. Yeah. Could be. What animal sauce. would the devil be? Goat. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, sure. with you. Cheese and rice. Yeah. That's all I heard. All right. What in the awesome. heaven are you guys talking about? I like that a lot. That's from Sabrina. I stole that. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> you really do watch that, huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm thirsty. Jesus Christ. So our topic today is uh, none other than Trent Reznor. Was this on the new group post? No, nobody likes Trent remember? Reznor. This was actually. Both okay. of these was were sourced it? from the Jesus Patreon. Christ. Yeah. Yep. That's Jesus so, Christ. They came out in force. Yeah, they came out like, <laughs> like And a lot of stuff, some stuff, you're like, go look. We did that shit. Right. right. But. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff I haven't seen before. Some of yeah. it's really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you very much if you posted. Um, if you are a patron, you say some of it's really salt lick. Mm-hmm. Some of it's really salt lick. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. So Trent Reznor, uh, Brent suggested it to me last night, and he knows that I like Trent Reznor, which I do. Um, and I have to say that, like, when I really started thinking about doing it as a topic, like, I really didn't know very much about him like at all. I would have thought you were like Mr. Expert on him. Like, no, but he doesn't the watchman. Like he doesn't, you're always mentioning, you know, I know stuff like that, but it's like, he doesn't give interview. He doesn't do interviews very often. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do shit with the fucking paparazzi. I try to do the cover art and there's like a fucking like this weird ass picture where it looks like he's cut out in a video game or something, you know, like, there's just not that many images of him. He doesn't have that media presence. He doesn't want it. He doesn't. How does he, he just pull fucking, that off? Like, I don't know, being man. him, how does he not have, have a bunch no of images of him? I have no idea, dude. He just does his fucking music, and he doesn't He doesn't want to, like, he doesn't go out. He doesn't, you never see pictures of him at the club. Like, he just fucking does his shit, takes care of business. And even, like, I mean, a lot of people, and, and I've always liked him, and as I was doing the research, like, all these different articles from different you know music journals etc were all just like heaping praise on him that i never hear anyone heap that i myself do but they're like he's one of the most influential people in the music industry right now and they like all this stuff and i was like it was really good for me to see other i feel validated in my love of his music yeah like i think i'm on the sidelines like brad came in and we're talking about a little before we started and i was like you know i'm just not a huge fan of him but i think like i'm the i'm not the norm for sure because clearly with like just the awards and accolades and like musical scores and things you've done like i that stuff great but like the music some stuff i know there's some songs i'm like oh i like that actually for nine inch nails but i tried to listen to downward spiral today and i was like yeah it's just awfully industrial fucking like crazy repetitive like machine like that's how that's how i was like i'm just like ah yeah i was telling dave i mean obviously music i like other people don't like i mean it's it's just that's just how it works but as a as a musician as a composer as a you know musically talented person um I mean, he is that, you know what I mean? He, he is very talented. Um, his choice in making music 
I don't really like. Like that's just it's, my. I'll be honest. It's kind of crazy. Like I mean, I've made music. Like I understand the process yeah. of how a song goes together. Like I play some instruments and I know like how it's recorded. Brad yeah, and I had a recording studio. Mm-hmm. But man, like I watched a whole thing on there's a there's like Song Exploder. I think on Netflix it's called Song Exploder. You guys would probably like it. And they choose an artist and then they break a song down for thirty minutes with an artist. So yeah. that Trent Reznor hurt. And they showed how they fucking did that. And I was like, how weird. Like they showed how it started with piano, but it was like all these detuned notes and they would show the raw tracks and vocals and all these weird things that like apart, I would have thought even like that's not going to work. Like that sounds fucking weird. It's out of key. It's fucking off. And then they put it together and that's such a cool fucking song. And here's the thing, because I had a I had a Trent Reznor like epiphany when I was in college because my brother loved him. I, I always liked him like he wasn't one of my favorites. He is now like he's he's probably in my top three right now, to be honest, musicians. Um, but at the time he wasn't. And I remember I was on a road trip and uh, my friend Lisa uh, has she had a really fucking awesome car Simpson, with, right? with really amazing like sound. Like the best sound I would ever hear. Better than any stereo I had at home. My car stereo fucking sucked. And I was sitting in the back seat in a road trip and we were listening to Downward Spiral. And one of the songs came on and I was just like kind of zoning out, staring out the window. And I heard a song that just started with noise, like just some type of static or an electronic signal or yeah. something that you wouldn't ever think is going to be the beginning of a song. Like a fucking 56K modem yeah. or some shit. And then yeah. they would add another element, which still isn't even necessarily an instrument yet. And then you might get a beat or a bass line and then another noise and then something else. And you feel this song get constructed right. out of a bunch of weird shit and a bass line and a beat and maybe a guitar, maybe not, maybe a synth. You don't even know what the fuck it sounds like. And then this song undeniably hits in the middle and it's like angry and moving me and something about his like anger scream song. Some of it singing, I like, like just fucking like. hits me. And then as the song is reaching the end, it's like layers go away in a completely different apart. order than it came in on. And at the end of the song, you're just listening to like, like Brad said, you're listening to like a fucking static from a modem. Right. But in the static of the modem, like is the entire song. Yeah. Somehow. And it was at the beginning. The first yeah. noise you heard was the entire song, but you, you just didn't, didn't know, know it yet. yet. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, part of that's composing. his gift. Is, that's, is, that's the composing of yeah. it. Like if you're able to, you know, put together... Uh, I mean, and, and on a level, like I wouldn't put myself on a level of anybody of that nature, you know what I mean? To be able right. to, I mean, if I had the schooling and like just continued to work at music, I would be probably yeah, yeah, pretty good focus at it. And focus and yeah. Focus, because yeah. I can put together stuff and I hear stuff, but I, if I could write sheet music and know like notes, right. I would be a lot better obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, obviously like when you're making music, you can hear things that other people can't. Right. I mean, no, I, no. I I had to do samples for a forklift one time. Like I've I've yeah, done yeah, yeah. you know I've done yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my friend came to work with the MPC two thousand at PetSmart, yeah. and we went in the back and we we're supposed yeah. to be working and sampled the forklift like fucking rrr, rrr, and like yeah, because you want to do something different, you know? Like people are rush, yeah. and like fucking right. did a bunch of rrr, you know yeah, and it was and, cool. It came out fucking cool. Yeah, and and it's like you know one of one of my like so people slightly lower well people listen to music and and like you i listen to music on a different level like uh, not saying i'm some fucking genius prodigy musician whatever seven or eight is where he listens yeah and that's his level and uh no but i i listen to it i listen to it differently like we've talked about this before i hear layers i hear Mm -hmm. like things are different for me listening than when other people listen 
And there's probably a ton of people like me that listen the same way I do. Um, they have a little bit of musical ability and, you know, it just comes natural. <clears throat> so it's harder for me to listen to stuff like Trent Reznor because I, I can hear what he's doing mm-hmm. and I know exactly what's going on and other people can't. And then also like you, like somebody's always like sends me a song and they're like, Oh, check out this rap artist, whatever. Check out this person. They're super dope. And I listen to them and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> right. Like, right. this is terrible. Right. Like it's right. absolutely terrible. Like they can't, they don't know how to flow. Like it's just, it's bad. Like it's all bad. And, uh, and but they thought, uh, you know, they thought it was good. They right. thought it was great. You know what I mean? So, uh, on that level, everybody's so different in, in what they hear. Sure. And there might be a, just a fucking tone in there. Like you said, the rage tone, the, 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 something about the screams and the yells that he does resonates with you. Right. And it doesn't with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I understand, like I said, I can look objectively and say like this artist, I understand why he got a Grammy or an Emmy or whatever. I understand why Taylor Swift is good. I understand why the Beastie Boys were good, even though their raps were fucking super simple, yeah. basic. Run DMC, super simple, basic. I understand why they does it make their music great to me? Not necessarily, but as an as the artist goes, like I I can see why people right. like them. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not hating on it, especially when you're pioneering something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Genre like, and I, also, I think yeah. that's another. I think that's another thing that that Trent Reznor falls into. Which is a lot of people know Pretty Hate Machine and a lot of people know Downward Downward Spiral, and that's like about fuck, it. That's so old. Yeah, yeah. he's got like, eleven there, albums. A there was nothing. There was nothing at all like it before that. So, yeah. but then a lot of shit after that. So you just kind of lump it into this category. But it's like this. Like he came up with the category. Yeah, you know, he made so the it's category. Like, but like the the like with teeth and the like. There, there's all these other albums where he has grown so much, and I think most people have never heard them. Yeah, and, and they've and never I'm, heard. I'm what probably he's capable of at this point, and I'm know? probably in that same boat because I won't I won't actively go and listen to Nine Inch Nails, right. Or Trent Reznor. And I will say the last I, I won't, the know. last couple things he's released, I haven't felt like they haven't hit well, me at so all. So this is this is a funny thing about music too, is that in five years, you'll go back and listen and be like, Absolutely. damn, that shit was ahead of its time. Right. Right. Be- I wasn't ready for it yet. And here's the thing. I wasn't and ready. Not, and it's not even just that I'm not ready yet. It's that I don't think he's ready yet. And when it is, whatever he's doing now will evolve to the next thing he does. And then I'll listen to that. And then that will make the other thing make relevant. sense now. It'll make it relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. that. And he's done that a couple times. Yeah. And that's you know. what makes, that's what makes, and, and what people don't understand. Like there's, that's the difference between the one hit, one hit wonder. Right. You know, you have the love shack, baby, like fucking B-52s. They're not going anywhere. Right. They're not coming up right. with some yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. revolutionary yeah. shit. No, no. They're, they're going away is the only place they're going. And one of the other things that I really like about Trent Reznor is, you know, like when we did the Taylor Swift episode and we've talked about it before with a couple of musicians it's like we talked about it with run dmc it's like how do you how do you come up with something new that yeah. isn't that isn't so new that your fans suddenly don't like it because you've changed too much yeah. but isn't just the same old shit you've done all over again yeah and with trent reznor he's just like i don't give a fuck yeah like i, watched, I just did there's this some groups that, if you that, don't like it yeah. i don't fucking if you don't buy so, it i'm already rich i don't yeah. give a fuck this is what i'm doing yeah. you know what i, I watched mean? several interviews and that was prominent in his narrative was just like 
he's doing a it lot of people he's doing it. And he said he'd catch himself like worrying about it for a second of like, are they, are they, is this enough like what they, I did last time? Are they going to like this? And he's like, it doesn't fucking matter because yeah. of what you said really right. financially, it doesn't matter anymore. Right. You right. can do whatever the fuck you want and you like it or you don't. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, some artists don't have that freedom. No, you not know at I all. Mean? Most uh, artists, a, a country that artist freedom. that's coming out with new shit. Uh, and and they did the they did the whole radio shit. Now they want to come out with some like some of their shit that wasn't the record label pushing you know their dope on people. Right. They're 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 right. you know what right. I mean. Like and that's really what it is. You know what I mean. They they have a formula. Mm-hmm. I mean hip hop has it. Country music has it. Pop has it. Everything fucking has it. Right. Blues has it. Yep. You know yep. what I mean. Bluegrass has it. Like yep. they have this formula, uh, especially when it goes out to the masses. That if you follow. You're okay. And, and, and everybody's going to latch onto it because it has this familiarity, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and when an artist strays away from that, that can absolutely ruin their career. For sure. Uh, But in Trent Reznor's case or somebody in, in his status, uh, Marilyn Manson, Mm -hmm. for instance, it doesn't matter. They can come up, Slipknot can come up with fucking whatever the fuck they want and do some crazy weird ass shit. And it doesn't matter to them because they're fucking rich and they're doing it because they want to do it because right. it's something for them and they're they're that's their music you know and i think i think another reason that i like him so much is i love uh everybody from the london underground scene which is massive attack portishead yeah. uh, tricky uh, yeah. like that that whole fucking group yeah but they like like them and trip hop wouldn't exist without what Trent Reznor did. For sure. You know, yeah, and I, and I really gorillas enjoy, and gorillas yeah. wouldn't exist if yeah. it wasn't for Trent Reznor. And I love, like there's a lot of, I really like trip hop and mm-hmm. like abstract hip hop. Um, and like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bump it in my truck. You know what I mean? Like I'm right, not like, right. but as, as a soundscape, as she, I like produce, I like making like trip hop sure. style stuff. You know what sure. I mean? Because it's, it's like an adventure. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're building this track and, and you start somewhere and it's taking you on this trip, right? you know, through this, through this landscape yeah. almost, you know what I mean? And for me, uh, doing it, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people is it's, I mean, playing guitar is kind of the same way you, you, you feel some sort of, um, some sort of portrait or picture, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like yeah. art when you're playing, you know? Uh, and that's, that's kind of that, you know, what trip hop does for me. I really like trip hop. I like yeah. weird, strange noises, samples, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it can be, creepier it can be happier it can yeah. be whatever but yep. it's still trippy in the same right. sense it's right everything's down tempo everything's off key everything's just it's just a weird fucking place but it gives you this this the painting you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and nine inch nails you know trent Reznor in his music he does that in a way right I, it just doesn't it just doesn't hit me in the and same way i think way. a lot of people i think a lot of people don't know any of his like his low tempo like a, like almost every one of his albums has multiple just instrumental tracks. Yeah, like there's no singing, there's no singing, nothing. nothing, and they're yeah. totally like they're totally different. You know, they bridge the gap between the different feelings and the different songs yeah. and and so forth. But NPR, there was an interview with NPR, and the interviewer um in the introduction said what I think resonates about Trent Reznor. They said Trent Reznor is known as a detail guy, a meticulous composer and manipulator of sounds, layers upon layers of it. 
From his band's genesis 25 years ago, the leader of Nine Inch Nails has been known for songs of deep, menacing pain, rage, and self-destruction. His attention to detail was noted by one of his, the guy he worked for at a studio early on, like he was a janitor. Do you have yeah. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said like he had attention to detail in everything from music to being a janitor. And then when yeah, he, he waxed the floors, <laughs> he said when he waxed the floors, they looked great. Yeah. Right. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was born in 1965, Pennsylvania. Um, apparently you'd be mad too. Exactly. Something I didn't know is that his real first name is Michael and Trent mm. is his middle name. It's a little weird. My name is Brent but, Michael and I, there, I know a guy named mm. Trent. See, it's all things coming together. Mm. So he had to go by Trent because it was a small town and his dad was Michael Resner. So he went by Trent Resner to, to differentiate, I guess. Um, but at five, they, um, his parents divorced and he ended up uh, being raised by his grandparents and at the same time, he started studying classical music and playing the piano. And then they talk about him in high school. And in high school, it sounds like he played everything. Yeah. Like he played the Even brass. Himself. He played, he played. Sounds himself. like a nerd. Yeah. 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 And there was an interview with his grandfather who said that he was a good kid who liked fishing, skateboarding, playing the piano and building model planes. And he said that when he was young, he used to play for him on the piano. And he said it's nothing like the, the music that he records. He said that it was something upbeat and jaunty like Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. And I'm like, that's because he was playing for his grandfather. Yeah. Right. Like he was playing you old jazz standards yeah, yeah. like Harry something Connick Jr. Like, would yeah. play because he knew you'd like it. He's a, like, like I said, he's a composer. He's a, right. he's a, yeah. he can play instruments, you know, he's, right. he's a right. good musician, you know, and even the entire, I mean, that's an, another thing about nine inch nails is unlike most bands, you can't easily point to the members of nine inch nails because they come and go. Yeah. Because he writes the music, he produces it. Most of the albums. He's he nine plays, inch nails. He he's just has nine people inch nails. Come in. He just has yeah, different people do, come, yeah, yeah, come exactly. in and do shit. You know? Exactly. With the exception of drums, I think. Like, so, well, on the first album, and he didn't string play yeah. instruments and stuff yeah. come in. Because yeah. didn't um didn't uh Tommy um what's his name? Lee Jones. Uh, no. Thompson. Pamela Anderson, Tom, Tommy, Tommy Lee. Hey, there you go. You had it. Tommy Lee, didn't he play drums with Trent Reznor or something at some point? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking I didn't come across across Tommy not, Lee. not in Nine Inch Nails that I know. Okay, of. maybe I'm thinking of somebody. Maybe in Nine Inch Nails on a like, boat. Like, like I, I look. <laughs> that's a different yeah. band. <laughs> so that's, that's Tommy Lee. Yeah, is that our yeah. new band? Yeah. Nine Inch Wieners in a boat. In a boat. Yeah. Um, even if you look at like the the roster of Nine Inch Nails <laughs> at any given time, like one article that I read, and I didn't really put it in the notes, but it was like uh, members of Nine Inch Nails, where are they now? <laughs> and it's like this guy who played bass on Nine Inch Nails has also gone on to play bass with fucking Slipknot and this group and this group yeah. and this group and this group. And this guy who used like to do this, musicians. it's like yeah. this guy has now like he's scored these seven movies and this guy has done the soundtrack for these 15 video Bass games. This is a tough gig like, for notoriety. If you're not yeah. Flea, yeah. no one knows your fucking name. No, no. Yeah. That's it. No. Who um, else is it? Who are other bass name players? One, Flea. That's what Bootsy. you're going to. Oh, wow. What's that from? Bootsy Collins. Oh. Where's he from? Parliament. Funkadelic. Oh. You're not helping me with your references that are still outside yeah, of else? my references. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, yeah, I'm trying to think of other bass players. Like, Groove I mean, is in you, the heart. Yeah. You know the song. Yeah, in the song. Yeah. Bootsy plays bass on oh, that. Okay. But he was already an old man who was retired from Parliament Funkadelic when they It's got like him. drummers. Yeah, drummers you would know. You you were like, you know, you could say, you know, oh, there's this drummer, this drummer, this drummer, this drummer, you know. 
I don't know their names though. Well, you know, I mean, you know, guitar players. And what's the lead Dave? Singers a Dave. Lot. What's his name? Dave. Uh, David Tell. Dave Grohl. Dave, Dave Grohl. Right. I mean, the richest drummer in the world. Um, you have Tommy so that, Lee. That's you also, have uh, that's also Travis Barker. He's you have. I mean, Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. Lead singer and guitarist. Like you don't know him. Well, that's what you I'm did, saying though. You, you didn't have know him when Nirvana you, was yeah. Nirvana. You didn't know his name. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying though, he's he's known as a drummer though. He's yeah. played for different bands. You right. know what I mean? Went and did right. different projects. Like the know, drummer from drummer. Rush is like a famous drummer. Yeah, Rush but, is a big. That's a big one. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he played a sonar drum set. I know that, but I don't know his name. You're right. So again, I wish I had my uh, time machine that allows me to go back in time just to watch performances because when he was young, he played Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar and mm. he played Professor Harry Hill in The Music Man. And I would love to go was back like a and high watch school that. Fucking oh, it had to be awful. That had to be yeah. weird, yeah. yeah. Um, but after high school, uh, he went to Allegheny College and studied computer engineering which actually makes sense to like, I think that that computer engineering start probably had more impact on his music than he ever would have imagined it was going to have right. because he was doing purely electronic computer-based music in like fucking 89 when no such thing existed. Yeah, fucking you know speak what I mean? Spell, solder to a microphone. That's yeah. a good, the, the drummer for Rush. And his fucking drum set is just fucking ridiculous. Full cage. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Jesus like, Christ. Like, Neil Peart is the drummer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Know I knew the name, name yeah. Um, Someone threw out Paul McCartney for bass. Which is that not right? Yeah, but I wouldn't say he's famous for playing he's, bass. He's more known for singing. Yeah. True. He yeah. just happens to play and, bass. Right. right. And his, yeah. and he's his a yellow who happens to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Sting. Yeah. Sting plays bass. Does he? Yeah. I thought he's a singer. Plays he sings, bass. but he plays bass. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not famous for bass. No, exactly. One, right. Once again, yeah. Right. Yeah. Flea is always that name that you're going to no, get for bass. I don't like, I hate Red Who Hot plays Chili a Seinfeld uh, bass line? We should know that <laughs> Ooh, probably. Newman. That's probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, that's, a, that's a piano. That's not even a bass. <laughs> true. That's, oh, that's done on a piano. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a that's done on a piano. That's yeah, a sorry ass sample. Um, and I did like, you know, getting into this era. So, you know, he, uh, I remember, I've seen Nine Inch Nails four times. Um, the first time I don't remember in any memorable way because it was before pretty hate machine came out and it was at the it was in the back of a pizza parlor in ann arbor michigan that wow. my brother took me to he was like no it's this it's an industrial band they've got an album coming out soon you're gonna fucking dig it they've played here a couple times and he took me to see nine inch nails and i didn't realize that was nine inch nails until like eight years later i was like fuck i've always wanted to see nine inch nails and he was like you fucking did see nine inch nails and i was like when he was like in ann arbor in the pizza joint i was like that doesn't fucking count dude were they it's going the by the name nine inch nails yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they were nine cool. inch nails but i just didn't remember it at all dude some crazy shit's happened in jerry pizza like all kinds right. of people yeah. inside yeah. jerry's pizza there were nine inch shells at that time they played yeah, really yeah that's slow. right that's right they played the con yeah jerry's pizza's had a ton, a ton of, of fucking ton big of bands stuff, there yeah. but then i i saw him in fresno they did a gig that was like a month before their tour started and it was like a guinea pig set and it was like the sound mix was off and it just wasn't a good fucking concert. It was just, you just like, don't want to remember it. You're just like, cause I was just like, yeah. I was like abused. I was like, I like this, this wasn't even like they would have done just as well yeah. with an empty aud auditorium. You yeah. know what I mean? But then I saw him at the Hollywood bowl and I saw him at the Greek like actual, or no, big, I saw him at the big, Greek and I saw him big shows. at, uh, uh, Staples Center, oh, unbelievable. Yeah, huge they show, were fucking yeah. great, yeah. you know, great, great, great. But um, 
So he knows computers. He knows music. This is right when new wave music is happening and underground music. So computers, I mean, this is the late eighties computers are there, but little more than beeps and boops to, you know, on a synthesizer. And he starts to look at ways that he can uh, put stuff together. So when he's 19, he, he goes through like a lot of people do. He jumps through a million fucking bands. He's in a band for three months here and a band there and a yeah. band here. He was in a group called The Innocent. He was in a group, horrible name, called The Exotic Birds. Oh, that's a good name. He played. He joined that one. I would have been like, no, bro, we got to change the name <laughs> yeah, first. They probably changed the name to that after he got well, in. Well, his that one actually gave him a little bit of notoriety because The Exotic Birds got hired to be in a Michael J. Fox, Joan Jett movie called oh, Light wow. of Day. They and can, they, they played Michael J. Fox's band in the oh, movie, wow. even though they were a they, band. They, so they you were, see like young yeah. Trent Reznor next to Michael J. Fox what, on the stage. What year was that? Oh, that had to be... 80s, huh? 87, maybe? Yeah, see, they could have had Birds of Paradise. That's not, it wasn't Back to the Future, like, the Pinheads. No, 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 no. Or, okay. it was called Light of Day, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, as Michael before, J. Fox must have played. Guitar. It was before he was all shaky yeah. and shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well before that. Well yeah. before it. So he did a, he played keyboards with a group called Slam Bamboo. Oh yeah. Bad name. That's and terrible. then he, he started working in a keyboard store. I mean, honestly, Slam Boo. Like Slam so, Bamboo? No, Slam Boo. Honestly. No, that's worse. Honestly, yeah. Nine it's Inch Nails is a terrible do? name except for the reference. I mean, he's talking right. about yeah. Jesus's nails. Right. I mean, that's the only, that that's the only thing that makes it worse or work but the the name itself is you know what i'm really I, I becoming don't. aware of because it keeps getting repeated to us is just the names of the genres of music and how like we accepted them and how goofy they really are like hip-hop like that's supposed to be like some gangster dope crazy fucking like hip-hop that's no, gangster but when you think about yeah but when hip-hop's you think different. about hip-hop it's like bebop it's like hip-hop hip-hop Hippity it's hoppity, like some bebopity. silly little word yeah. like it's very it's not very aggressive in well, any way. Hip-hop. Hip-hop. Well, hip hop isn't hip hop isn't. Yeah, but aggressive. it's like, hey, that's hip. It's like, well, that's hip. And no, let's hop. Like, let's go to the you're hop. Getting, like the you're dance. getting confused with the the genre though, because hip hop itself is like backpacker music. It's like it's not gangster rap. It's right. not hardcore rap music. Rap music is different. Yeah, but if you think hip-hop. I'm just saying the 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 genre of hip hop is harder than the name is for sure though. No, you don't think so? No, hip hop is perfect for hip hop. Rap music and gangster rap is different. Well, even think about rock. Like we just came up, like that's hard. That's all we hard thought about, rock. like hard, hard rocks. Rock. Then we had classic <clears throat> rock. You know what I mean? And like yeah. you just threw something in front of it. And I think we just like what I'm trying to get at is I think we just accept the term without much thought. Yeah. Like does, when you're like, does it matter? When though? you think about talking like, on a walkie-talkie, no, it's just an, it's just me being yeah. analytical and observing something I like outside the box and stopping for a second and like saying like, what the fuck is up with that? Yeah. Like the word walkie-talkie is real fucking weird, but we just think of like, oh, CB. Well, it's like even what you, most people would categorize him as, you would just say, oh, this is electronic music. Right. Electronica. Like, that's a really, yeah. that's it's just vague a, as fuck. We got lazy. You know what I mean? It's no, like, I think that's it's a toaster. fairly accurate. Toast bread. Like, yeah. They're just using electronic just, equipment to make like, music. I mean, like, you have country a, music and you have country western. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and those two different. genres are yeah. different. Which is yeah. weird, too. Yeah. It's because, like, all oh, the type of people that play that kind of music live out in the country. You know, but even within jazz, I mean, is. bebop is completely different than right. samba or, I yeah. mean, completely different, you know? Um, but like, if you don't listen to a lot of jazz. Before jazz was music, what's the term jazz? Was it based off of music or was that a term before that? Don't know. I'm looking that up. I just, I know, I know that's part, maybe you guys aren't seeing it the way I'm seeing it, but I'm just being analytical and like, well, I mean, about it's like, like all, all, you know, like punk rock band names are all the fucking same. Right. You know what I mean? It's well, go, fucking like punk weird. rock. Like just threw something yeah. in front of the hard thing again. Well, it's like rock, rock music, but it's punk. You know? punk. It's, no, I get it. 
you know, you have garage, bunch of punks. You know, you have, you know? You have uh, what is it, grunge? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of because it sounds fucking shitty. You know. So he know. ends up getting a job uh, as Brent mentioned, uh, working at a at a record studio. Um, the guy who owns it says, look, whenever we don't, whenever, if you're done with your work and we don't have a session booked, you're free to spend as much time as you want to in the studio. So he just spends hour after hour after hour. And I saw an interview with him and he said, it wasn't like I was in there recording stuff. I was in there because I didn't know how one thing in there worked so he's fucking and no one was going to teach me. So I was in there recording shit and being, what does this dial do? What does that dial yeah. do? What does this dial do? Like he was in there teaching himself everything. And he said that in a way, the fact that I had to learn all of this incredible, like I just have a full studio at my discretion with no teaching. He said it really gave me the idea that everything is layers because right. I'm doing all yeah. of it by myself. I recorded a bunch of shit on Tuesday night. And if I want to fuck with that to add something else to it, that's one layer. And now I have and to it fuck probably, with another it layer. It probably flavored his, layers, yeah. yeah, he probably flavored his genre too by mistakes, like turning a knob that an engineer would have never turned. You know what I mean? Like, why would you be doing that? He's like, cause I don't know what the fuck this does. And you know then he I mean? gets some weird distortion yeah. that he's exactly. like, oh, fuck that sounded great. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that. exactly what I wanted. You like know? they were talking about like it was something, there's a guy that interviews him on that, that song exploder or whatever. And they were talking about what is that noise? It's not a string instrument. Like, what is this? He's like, that is something we figured out where you can feed a tone into a reverb tank and loop it. And then you just chop this part out. And it's just like this endless tone that's not quite on key, not quite right. And it's not quite any instrument you can tell because it's the echo of the instrument on an infinite loop. And it's just some technique that they figured right, out that you could right. do. And it's just cool shit like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. it like, it's a very, and even like jumping way ahead. Like when he did the soundtrack for the social network, I watched an interview with him and Atticus Ross cause they worked together on it when they, and they won the Academy award for the soundtrack. And he was in like, they were interviewing him and Atticus Ross in his studio and um, he said, so this is where you did it. And he said, yeah, this is exactly, this is where I did it. This is how it was set up. He said, and you're, I mean, all things considered, if you care about the soundtrack, you're lucky because I'm about to start working on new music. And once I take all of this apart, we'll never be able to recreate right. the sounds that we made for yeah, that album. They have everything patched in And it's just way. bizarre computers <laughs> yeah. and weird old instruments looped yeah. into shit. And it's just like. Well, and I, I, had, and I, I realized I didn't know, like I watched the movie, the book of Eli mm -hmm. with Denzel Washington. Yeah. And I remember watching it and I remember just being blown away by the soundtrack. Like I went out and bought the soundtrack for like some ambient music to write to. And it yeah. just fucking captured me. And then a couple of years later I found out, Oh, that was Atticus Ross. Yeah. And he records with, at the time he didn't record with Trent Reznor, but you, I can picture why Trent Reznor listened to that and was like, I yeah. want to fucking work with this guy. Like, yeah. Somebody like, um, Oh wow. What's this? What happened? Uh, I don't know. Some notification. Uh, I, I, I'm not really, like you said, I'm not really into the electronic style music, but mm -hmm. somebody from, I mean, from my child, from like my teenage years, uh, which they're actually from Bakersfield, uh, and it's video drone. It's when corn mm -hmm. started. It was actually before corn got big. Uh, and I, they, I'm not really sure on the history of it, but I feel like corn, like Jonathan Davis either stole their style or they like came up with it at the same time. I like remember that together. Music. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they had, uh, and they were from Bakersfield and, and they have this like sound and I still am, I used to go to sleep to it 
and I would have, and I don't really dream all that much. And I fucking, it would give me these fucking crazy ass, crazy, crazy, crazy dreams. And, uh, but the music, the, the soundtrack style to it, you know what I mean? Like there were songs, there were music, uh, but that electronic, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, man, it just had weird fucking noises and weird shit going on, right. but it was very cohesive. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's something that makes me think of like, like somebody like Tr Trent Reznor started that shit. You know right, what I mean? Right. Uh, and because of that, you know, I have a memory of like some cool shit, you know, that was in music yeah, that I yeah, enjoy. That's cool. But like I said, it's not, um, most genres are kind of like that. Whoever started the genre is not somebody necessarily that you like. Right. I wouldn't start listening to that person. Right, I wouldn't start. Right. Yeah, you know, true. That's true. <clears throat> And I can also hear what, like, because I listen to a lot of jazz and like what, yeah. a, what a typical jazz song does is it's like they hit you with the, the riff, yeah. like this is the, this is the refrain. This is yeah. the, the thesis of this song. And then they just fucking bounce all over the place for two or three minutes. And then they all come back to that again. And then they go away and do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah. And then they come back to that again. And it's like, I really feel that with him. Like hmm. when I listen to a lot of his music, even though no jazz instruments, you know, are, are there, it's um, the composition. It's, it's that yeah. type of thing. It's like yeah. the way that a jazz band will come back to the refrain and then just vanish into noise. That's still somehow holding it together and then come back to it and then vanish. Yeah. And I like, looked up the term jazz. It is actually a musical term uh, it, that originated from music in Louisiana in like the early 1900s or something. So it was like Dixieland. Yeah, it was that. That's where that term came from. It wasn't okay. something else. It didn't mean mm, fucking right. fancy sparkly right. or whatever the fuck yeah, it might yeah, yeah. that's jazzy yeah that's yeah. real jazzy look at his jazz hands over there so after all that nine inch nails finally hits he sits down he wants to record this album um i saw in one interview that he 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 knew that prince recorded everything but the brass on right. his own albums and because he was having trouble with uh musicians being able to kind of they couldn't get what he was after do what he was trying like, to do yeah. yeah so he was like i'm just gonna sit in the studio and do God, all of this fucking myself. frustrating yeah like you know like when you're trying to like like i was talking about earlier like you know be able to project my feelings onto somebody like when you're trying to project the sound that you want to hear yeah. and the other person just can't just fucking can't see it. it. They can't, can't fucking see it. feel they it. They can't put it yeah. together. It's terrible. So he releases the 12 inch single on a small European label. Um, and he farms that single to 10 different, like big record companies. And all 10 of them are like, I'm in. Right. Like, where do we fucking sign? Like, let's make this happen, which it doesn't fucking happen. Time and a place. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, time and a right place. Time. And it was very, I mean, it had to have been very well produced because yeah. who knows how many hours he spent in that fucking studio yeah. tweaking every sound yeah. to a level that some new guy releasing a single is never going to yeah. get. You had to pay money for Can't a producer. Time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like he could have spent a thousand hours. Yeah. He sat there, yeah, he sat there and just album. mastered that yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. So there was a, somewhat of a bidding war and a group called. TVT ended up uh, uh, getting the contract and he releases Pretty Hate Machine in 1989. Um, and uh, he ends up, um, there's a video, I, I never heard this story and I was pretty happy with it. So there's, there's one of the songs on it is called Down In It. And the concept of the video was that he was going to be being chased through the streets of Chicago 
And then he would end up like you wouldn't really see the pursuer. He's just running from the camera, basically. Yeah. And then he runs into a skyscraper, goes up to the top of the skyscraper. He's trying to run away from the camera. He falls off the skyscraper, dies like in a in a pool of blood on the ground because um, he fell. And then the camera would like pull away from his dead body back up into the sky. So if they're filming this video, but the person who is filming it is like, we can't afford a crane. You're fucking out of your mind. We can't yeah. afford a crane. That's going to cost too much money. But what we can do is rent a weather balloon and just tie a super eight to the bottom of it. So they were like, okay, so they film everything and then they get a weather balloon. They put a super eight on it and it's fucking Chicago, AKA the windy, the windy city. city and the balloon just fucking vamooses like right. the balloon just blows the fuck away. They lose the camera. They lose the footage. They're like, Oh fuck. Okay. So they release the video and it's got a, it doesn't have the shot at the end that they wanted because the camera took off. Um, so they had to film it, you know, from up close. And then meanwhile, cut to a farmer, a hundred miles away, hundred miles. miles away, finds the camera on a weather balloon takes is like you know, what in the world what in let the me don, watch this tape what in the dom danny and he takes the <laughs> he takes the fucking tape in and plays it and it's like footage of some fucking dead guy on the street with a balloon lifting up over chicago and drifting away yeah so he reports it to the police the fbi <laughs> get involved they think it's a snuff film and oh, shit. they know it's chicago because of the footage they start going around chicago and they're they're putting up flyers and and handing out like pamphlets you do you know any, do you know who this yeah. person is whatever and some For art free he got the fbi yeah. to track his yes. video down some art school students end up they're like that's trent reznor like that's that's for the down in it video and they're like that's what now so like that was like you know instant you know you of course you're turning that to your advantage that was on fucking mtv news like <laughs> all this oh yeah shit so i thought that was a, a pretty that's a cool story. story yeah um so he starts to tour with different industrial groups um but he realizes as he's going out there he doesn't like it he's like i'm this isn't what i am like i a it's not what i am and b he's a good enough businessman to realize i'm never gonna grow if all i do is tour with industrial people yeah so he wants to try to tour with rock bands and he wants to try to tour with fucking anybody else he can because if he can get them to understand the sound then he's going to spread his audience you know what i mean um and i think he's always been very good um so he toured with jesus and mary chain peter murphy i'm why do I not know who Peter Murphy is? I have no idea who that is. I know who the Jesus Mary chain are. Um, but um, he ends up getting some uh, MTV airplay from head like a hole, which was on that album. Um, and uh, they end up in 1991 getting on the first ever Lollapalooza tour. And suddenly he's a brand name. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's on MTV. He's on Lollapalooza. That that stuff came out with the FBI. Um, people know who he is, et cetera. Um, the studio has all these ideas um, of what they want him to do. And he's like, I'm not doing any of those things. And he gets through some crazy court battle. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't find um, the... I couldn't find how he got how he met up with Jimmy Iovine. Like I was trying Some, to find that, and that yeah, was something with beats. I, think, I saw. Yeah, yeah they uh, he was he was doing some sort of recording for with him. You know what I mean? They just met up through business. I think. 
Because he signed with Jimmy Iovine yeah. for his second album. I was yeah. just trying to find that story. I saw, like, how did Jimmy- I saw something about him wanting to be part of Beats Music, not the hardware portion, but... That was way later, though. That was way, way later. Because yeah. yeah. this is like yeah, 91 I think, when I think, he meets Jimmy Iovine and well, signs with Interscope. I think Jedi Jimmy Iovine... Yeah. He felt a presence in the force. I mean, well, I think did. Jimmy Iovine uh, ended up uh, finding him. Like, they, like he fi- found him and wanted to record him, I think, if I recall right. And so, like... They ended up meeting up to record, and right. that was the he probably heard Pretty Hate Machine and was yeah. like, "You're not recording with them anymore." <laughs> like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know, like because and that's the thing. Like Jimmy Iovine is like, "Do you?" You know, yeah. And then he would listen to you and be like, "Well, do you?" But add this, yeah. You know, because he's got the ear for it. Yeah, he knows. You know, he, yeah. knew, he has his. He had his ear to the street. Yeah. You know, I so. was just I was listening to the Stone Cold Steve Austin show, and there's like a two parter where he interviews Paul Heyman mm-hmm. and Paul Heyman's friends with Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. And this is something I didn't know. He said that like at one point when he first had Interscope going and no one could quite figure out what to do with Interscope or how to make it lucrative, like everybody wants to buy a smaller, you know, studio because then you get who they've signed. Yeah. So some big studio paid him like a million dollars to buy Interscope and then hire him and then they couldn't figure out what to do with any of his artists, so they wanted to sell Interscope, and he bought Interscope back from them for $100,000. And then he sold it to another studio for like $3 million. They bought Interscope. Six months later, they didn't know what to do with Interscope, so they sold it. Jimmy Iovine bought it back again for $100,000. So he, he, Paul Heyman said that he sold Interscope four times and, and bought it money. back for pennies just on the made dollar. Money, just he made just money, kept, just yeah. made money, just made money. Wow. <laughs> crazy. But anyway, the only correlation I can find is just the beats thing like that. Yeah, but that's after he's already been working with him and knows everybody. And I remember they talked about it in the Defiant Ones because he's in there and they talk about Marilyn Manson. Yeah. But I can't remember what that connection was or how he found him. I think it was just, I don't know how he found him, but I think he he had him come in to record. Like it was one of those things like he was in Interscope. And Jimmy knows music. He probably heard Pretty Hate Machine and was like, I want to fucking sign this guy, you know? Yeah. But um, so he goes on tour in um, Germany. And again, he's doing, he's trying to get with different bands and he's opening for Skid Row and Guns N' Roses on a big German tour. And he said it didn't go well. And the quote was, it was only a couple of shows and they were some of the worst performances we ever had in front of the most hostile, moronic audiences I've ever experienced. Hmm. They were there to rock. What they didn't want was some homo looking dudes playing noisy synths. (laughs) And they made that very clear to us. Our first show was in Mannheim, Germany. There were thousands of people flipping us the middle finger and there were bits of sausage being thrown on the stage. I've tried to block it out. (laughs) You know, because they have sausage in the audience. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's fucking so, Germany. It's like, oh, let's go get they're a beer there for sausage. Yeah. They're there for fucking Guns and Roses and Skid Row. And these guys open for them and they get booed off stage and pelted with sausage. I think Axel did say that he was highly influenced by uh, Trent Reznor, though, for yeah. Appetite for Destruction or yep. something. Yeah. Because like later albums started to develop more of the synthetic sound and some of the stuff that, that Reznor was doing. So he signs with Interscope. Um, he releases... Um, uh, Pretty Hate Machine was already there. He re- he won um, a Grammy. Uh, I'm trying to think. This must have been. This is in 92. Uh, oh, for just an EP. He released an EP called Broken. Um, and he won a Grammy for the single. Uh, just for, for, the, for the single, basically. And his he, history awards is like fucking long. Yeah. Like he, wins yeah wins he wins and wins and wins and wins. Um, but this was another one that he hired 
like this really innovative film crew and visual effects artist. And they ended up doing, they, they had a guy who was, um, named Bob Flanagan, who was a self harm inflicting performance artist. And they had him like getting his skin flayed, which he was really doing. And yeah. then he ends up getting pushed into a meat grinder. Which I mean, that's kind of really some do. Rob Zombie shit. Kinda, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. Rob Zombie's fucking, right. I mean, does some weird shit. Did and you see the thing where his dog died and the fans were happy about it? No. Because they said something like he does his best music when he's depressed and, and he's back he's in depressed. hell where he belongs. Oh, and so God. they were happy that his dog died because his music would, would flourish because of it. Like, and it's part Lord. of the thing, like his videos, to me, his videos never matched his songs. Like his videos feel way more Marilyn Manson over the top. Let's see how gross and weird and disturbing I can be. But it's like, that's never felt like the vibe I got from his music. I've never really dug his videos because well, I never what felt like, the thing I is, feel like it's pushing his brand and the way it needs to be pushed, but it never, I don't know, it, they never hit so me. So I think... um when you listen to a song, you it makes you it hits you a certain way, mm-hmm. right? You you feel a certain way when you hear it. It isn't the way the artist feels. True. You know what I mean? So True. I think his his video reflection being being as detailed as he is, he's not going to let some video right. represent the song in a way that it doesn't represent it to him. I watched several interviews and, and one of them, like he actually spoke to that specifically about like they tried to ask what the song meant and he said he shies away from it. He won't yeah. say. It's leaving it vague. So many songs ruined for him because of what the song meant to him um, when right. he would listen to and it. Then the and artist. then the artist would say what they what actually yeah. meant. And he's like, Oh fuck. Well, that's, yeah, we were having gay that's sex what it really means. That's what yeah. it really means. Right. That's the guy that wrote it. Right. Even though yeah. it spoke to him in a different way. Like, you know, it's weird through all the reading. I didn't see it, but he was a huge fan of uh pink Floyd, the wall album. Makes yeah. sense. Um, and oh, then he yeah. would listen to that shit. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was like a narrative for a time in his life where he would just listen through the whole album. Makes and he said sense. when he tried to make his albums, he tried to make it like cohesive as a big story like right. that. Yeah. And, and I didn't see it in any of the reading stuff I did though. But on the interviews, I saw him say it on multiple occasions that he was a, a huge fan I mean I feel that 100% that album. like yeah, his yeah. albums you can't like it's not like oh I'm gonna pluck a song out like the album is the experience yeah, you yeah he, wrote, he would write like timelines and yeah. there were storylines of like a rise and fall yeah. or whatever there was a story yeah. throughout the there for was sure. a narrative for the entire album yeah and in you know in the case of one of his later albums uh with teeth um or no is that the wrong album one of them is a narrative it's it's a it's like a thought experiment and the album takes place. Like when he recorded the album, the album took place of him recording the album 15 years from now mm. when the world has fallen worse to shit. Is this so the, he's, the last hour fucking zero hour? Album? Zero, yeah. Zero. Hour, so yeah. that's a trip because it's a little scary because it's like Simpsons shit. Like he said uh, that that album was written as an alternate reality, mm-hmm. something to mm-hmm. what would happen in 15 years because of American like government policies, like causing like the world as we know it to fucking fail or something. I was like, it's fucking now, man. That's right. Fuck this shit is happening. Like, and I will say like, I mean, we're ahead on the timeline, but that album is 
like mind frame wouldn't exist without year, year, year zero. zero without year zero mind frame wouldn't exist. Oh really? Mm. Like m- year zero was the inspiration okay. for mind frame. Wow. That's like cool. hundred. Like, I mean, I had the dreams about like, yeah, mind yeah. frame, but it's then the, only, zero, it's the only thing I circled like in my notes to be like, that's fucking crazy. That yeah, year yeah. zero shit about him predicting the future. Put me, yeah. like, puts me in the, if I'm ever like, Oh, well, I'm really not feeling like I'm writing. Listen I listen to, to year zero. And it technically, I mean, technically going back 15 years, and you could say if these things keep happening, these things will happen. Right. You know, so I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that crazy. Well, it's not, and it's not assume. super accurate at one point. No, I, space yeah. aliens in that in might the, be a thing. Talked, though. Yeah, that's you know? true. <laughs> we're not there yet. No, we're you know? not. That's, I, I'm the, just the saying, year like, is young. Yeah, yeah, the year yeah. is young. Uh, yeah. But no, all the shit that happened last year. Yeah, I mean, you could vaguely say like, if this shit keeps happening, like this is gonna happen. Like right. you know, the economy is gonna fucking go under. This yeah. that this yeah. that this that. You know, war. Fucking, we're, we're only on day know. 31 right now. Yeah, we got time. So he moves to L.A. Um, he buys the house where uh, Sharon Tate was murdered. Oh, Sharon Tater Tots, uh, yeah. Charlie Manson's so, folks. That, so what I found on what I found on him and Jimmy Iovine was that uh, Jimmy Iovine just signed him through Interscope. Yeah. So that was like the he he thought they were fucking you know yeah. up and comers right fucking sign yep. him up yep so and probably made him better just like yeah. he did with Dre yeah you know what I mean. So he records a downward spiral, um, which uh, was kind of a a departure from the electronica situation. Um, he be, recorded an EP there too, right? Yeah, he recorded uh, the EP Broken. Broken and that's where he won the Grammy for. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. recorded a music video for Broken that was supposed to look like a snuff film for three different mm-hmm. people. But he said that when he watched the final product, he thought it was too disturbing. He he thought it was too disturbing to ever release to the public. Damn. So he and a co- he gave a copy of it to the other band members and then destroyed the master. Oh wow. Um, and then actually got arrested. But then of course yeah. people made bootlegs and shopped oh, them yeah. around. And then I forget what year. I think it was like 2003 or something that it showed up on like a video sharing site. Um, and then since it was already out and there was a positive reaction. Uh, they didn't have the reaction he thought he would. Uh, but again, it's years later, so yeah. it's uh, probably much more palatable. But then he posted it on his uh, well, again, Tumblr page or something. Well, once Family Guy did Tumblr film, pulled it, it, it was okay for yeah. everyone. Tumblr pulled it because it violated their excessive violence. Uh, yeah, I mean. It- like again, he might have thought it was too crazy because it was what he was thinking. But when people listen to it, it's it gives it's a different thing. And keep in I mean? mind, this is like fucking ninety one. Yeah. So you know, cut to two thousand three. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You've already been through totally NWA different. and yeah. yep. fucking all kinds of other crazy rock yep. band shit. You know. So he does Woodstock uh, after the Downward Spiral. Downward Spiral is uh, where Hurt, where he recorded Hurt, mm-hmm. and um, he said. When he fir- they first handed him a copy, he said, I listened to it and it was very strange. It was having this other person inhabiting my most personal song. Hearing it was like someone kissing your girlfriend. It felt invasive. Mm. And then um, he said later, having Johnny Cash, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time, cover your song, that's something that matters to me. It's not so much... Um, what other thing but the honor that this guy felt that it was worthy of interpreting. He was like the fact that Johnny Cash of all people heard my song 
and and wanted to interpret it and redo it his own way, he was like, that was the honor. That's you yeah, know? That's like it doesn't cool, matter yeah. what the end result. That's is. That's a whole other story. That's a tough video, man. It is a tough make you video, sad, yeah. yeah. And he recorded it like a year before he died. Mm-hmm. And the whole message of the video is, "I'm about to die." And you know? my wife like, died, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and he struggled yeah. with you know drugs and right, things right. Yeah. So um, in '93. Oliver Stone at the top of his game, like he just did Platoon, he just did Born on the Fourth of July, like there couldn't have been a hotter director. He does Natural Born Killers, and he's like, I want Trent Reznor. And yeah. Natural Born Killers wouldn't have been the same without Trent Reznor doing the soundtrack and the score. Oh, for sure, yeah. um, that was the first thing he did. But again, to think that Oliver Stone took this fucking kid on his second album was like, you're doing And especially as bizarre as natural born killers. Well, it's the sound. I mean, if you know, like again, he probably knew what he wanted it Mm -hmm. to sound like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's how bizarre the music is, is how bizarre the movie is. It was relevant at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just, it's a huge, how old was Oliver Stone? Like, at the time, that's what I'm saying. So he's like more relevant. He's like, this is what I need for sure. This right now. Which, speaking of, uh, and by the way, that is where you where the term Dangerfields comes from. If you don't remember, is from Natural Born Killers. See his nutsack and Natural Born Killers. I haven't seen that. Out of his I only saw that once, and it was a long fucking time ago. I really want to rewatch it. Man. It was so weird. It was so mind blowing. Woody, Woody Harrelson and yeah. his weird sunglasses. Yeah, it yeah. was so mind blowing when picture, it came yeah. out. I'm just wondering if it's still right. mind blowing. Every time I hear Natural Born Killers, I just hear fucking Dr. Dre, fucking or or what is it? Um, yeah. RBX, Snoop Dogg. Yep, it's on there. Yeah. Yep. Um, the he also did a guest spot. He does background vocals on a Tori Amos song the same year called Pass the Mission. Um, because I guess they recorded it, she recorded it at his house or something. Um, but then he meets David Bowie. Um, David Bowie is getting ready to they, there's a sort of a bootlegish I don't know I, th- I I I don't think it is bootleg I think I got it from Nine Inch Nails website but there's an album which is a double live album of the tour that he and David Bowie did but David Bowie was getting ready to do an American tour and much like you just said with Natural Born Killers um he felt like he was not relevant enough for big American sell out right you know concert so, audiences so pairing up with Reznor and he came out ticket. and he was like i'm gonna pair up with trent Reznor. like that's the guy that's gonna put me where i need and trent Reznor is a huge boy yeah fan, and trent yeah. Reznor was like fuck yeah let's do this and the album's kind of cool because it's a two disc album and it was just one of the it's a live recording of one of their one of the concerts in this and the first album is a trent Reznor album it's a Nine Inch Nails album, and then like the last two songs are Nine Inch Nails songs that David Bowie is also on, and then the second disc is a David Bowie album, and the first two songs are David Bowie songs that Trent Reznor is on. That's smart. because that was how they tra- they what there wasn't a break they would just transition. Hello, I'm David Bowie. That was impressive. Ooh, I got chills. They gave me the chills. That was so. I've been accurate. working on that for yeah, a long time. That's good. Clearly, long time. That's good. But um, this is also, and there's a really Clearly. cool, there's a cool song that David Bowie recorded called I'm Afraid of Americans. 
um, with, Inspired with by Trent his Reznor. Yeah. And the video is fucking hysterical because it's David Bowie, like paranoid running away from Trent Reznor. Who's like running after him all dark and yeah. goth trying to kill him. And David Bowie's trying to escape Trent Reznor. Great fucking song. By did the did way. he bring his labyrinth bulge with him? Did he, was he wearing a, his athletic cup? No, no, no. bulge. <laughs> if he had that, I don't think he'd be, be as afraid of American yeah. because he'd have the power of magic. Yes. The power uh, of voodoo. Who do yeah. you do? What? Remind me of the babe. Yeah. Okay. You got raps. I got labyrinth. All songs. right. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, they do this, they do their tour. And, um, he, uh, at this point, Reznor is really into drugs. His grandmother. Yeah. His grandma passed his away. His grandmother died and it really fucked him up. He got depressed. He started doing drugs. She raised drugs. him. He lived with her. Yeah. Right. right. And, um, a year after the tour, he got clean and he went and visited David Bowie and he said, like from an interview with Reznor, he said that he walked up to, and he hadn't seen him in a year and he got clean and he said, the first thing I said to him, I walked up and I started to say, you know, all the advice that you gave me. Cause he said that it was amazing. The advice that David Bowie had about drugs and being, and being a celebrity and being Been famous, there, yeah. like he's done all of it. And he always gave him, he always gave Reznor advice, whether he wanted it or not the whole time they were on tour. And he said, he didn't even get the sentence out of his mouth when he was like, I just want you to know. And he said, David Bowie just walked up and hugged him and said, I knew, I knew you'd do that. I knew you'd come out of that. And like, didn't even right. let him thank him or do anything. He was like, I knew that's why I kept telling you, you were right. going to come out of it. And um, he almost threw him head first into the bog of eternal stench. It was yeah, close. Yeah. Could have gone the other way. Yeah, it could have. Yeah. yeah. And don't get caught in molasses swamp. Mm -hmm. um, then he meets uh, Marilyn Manson. We've talked about that on the Marilyn Manson episode. He signs Marilyn Manson and gets Marilyn Manson pulled into Interscope under his. So Reznor starts his label, which is under Interscope. And he's the one who signs Manson. Um, at this point, like mid nineties, Manson gets too big for his pants in though. Yeah, he does. Mid nineties. He, uh, does the soundtrack. He almost for, got as big as Ted Danson. Almost. <laughs> yeah. With wolves. Yeah. yeah. Never quite as big as Hanson though. No, Hanson's yeah. huge yeah. and it's delicious too. Yes. It's a drink. Um, he did the soundtrack to quake the video game in 96. Um, and that was, that was almost a mistake. Then he uh, teamed up with id software. Uh, he did the sound. He started to do the soundtrack for doom three, mm. but he basically realized he didn't want to work on it cause he didn't like it and he backed out. But then uh, he also, um, and my friend Chris is a cocksucker worked uh, and did the music on call of duty black ops two um, because like a couple of years in a row, he got to work with fucking ice cube in black ops. And then he got to work with fucking Trent Reznor on black ops too. That's he's pretty a real cool. fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of didn't care about, he was, hey, he was way a, more excited about ice cube than he was about Trent Reznor. That's yeah. I would have been too. Yeah. Um, that's a cool band name too. Chris is a piece of shit. That, yeah. It's, fucking it's got cool a ring to name. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, at this point, then he does a soundtrack for Lost Highway by David Lynch, which, again, if you're like an artist and you want to do soundtracks for films that mean something and you first get Oliver Stone and then you get fucking David Lynch, like you're doing something right. Like those are those are as, as good as it gets. Um, he does. Uh, he releases The Perfect Drug. 
Uh, and then in 99, he releases The Fragile, which was a two album set. It was The Fragile Left and The Fragile Right. Um, and this would, to me, this was really when I started to feel like it turned into jazz. This was like a huge evolution in his music was the fragile. The album was so unlike his earlier albums, more refined, more layers. It was just, it's just, I'm going to give a, it a, a try. Cause like album. you said, the, like everyone listens to the early albums and then just calls it quits. Right. Yeah. Like I need to, at least the one that inspired Mindframe for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I need to go through that. It's a trip. It's a cool album, it, but it tells a clear story. Like it's, it very much tells a story. Is it going to ruin Mindframe for me clear somehow? No. Danger. It's not gonna tell me the end. No, give away didn't tell me the end. No, they'll give you a look at the beginning. God damn it, Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone tried to so his muse his manager tried to sue him for two million dollars, saying that he stiffed him in two thousand four, and um, apparently when he got sober, he looked up and realized he only had four hundred thousand dollars. Because his manager fucked him over Dude, and took all of this money. Like every VH1 ever, yeah, man. Like when you sign, yeah. like you get signed, like you fucking, doesn't matter. You're going to get fucked. Right. I don't care how many attorneys you have. Yeah. Look at that shit. Somehow they're fucking you. And he said that he was They make so, you pay for the gas and the yeah, tour bus and He shit. was so high that like part of the contract was that like the manager would get to keep the rights to the name and like just and all this for, even after the sign yeah. and like he was yeah. going to keep moving right. forward on future shit right yeah but then the jury ended up fully siding with trent Reznor and said that he was awarded five million dollars in damages and then that guy wasn't going to be getting shit um but then he did with teeth in 2005 um and uh again great album he did uh he was supposed to do the MTV video music awards and he was going to do this song, the ham that feeds. And like, while he sang, it was going to be the band behind him, him singing up front. And then just a giant picture of George W. Bush right next to him. Um, and MTV said, we're not yeah, no, do it. No, yeah, we yeah. don't get political. And then his press release was simply, apparently the image of the president is as offensive to MTV as it is to me, oh, man. <laughs> which I thought was pretty great. So he didn't do they, the VMAs they, they at all. They couldn't win. Yeah. No, like, he didn't do it at all. It was like the night before he was like, well, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Like, that's right. what I'm doing. If not, then get somebody Somebody else. got bumped. They, they got bumped up. They're like, you're fucking yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Trent Reznor sure. canceled. For Someone's sure. like, holy you, shit, yeah. bro. You got one Trent day Reznor to pull can't some make shit it. together. Yeah. yeah. And I'd have been like, all right, I'm going to do my set, but I want George W. Bush. Yeah, right in the back, <laughs> right here in the back. <laughs> so the so the other thing that was cool about Year Zero. So in 2007, um, at some of the Nine Inch Nails concerts, which again I don't advise putting this in your computer, he started to have he started to drop USB keychains in the bathrooms at the studios. I remember you talked the, about this the, before. We yeah, talked about this. The, yeah, the not the studios. The you don't just put stuff in your USB Stadiums. in your USB. Yeah. No, hole, you though. don't. You don't but, find things in a bathroom and put it in your USB hole. But they were all, they all had um, one or two brand new Nine Inch Nail songs on them that had never been released anywhere um, that were apparently from With Teeth or from Year Zero. It was for the With Teeth tour, but it was songs from the upcoming Year Zero. And then they just had random squelchy bullshit noise files. Right. And if they ran the noise through a spectrum analyzer, they could get the audio wave to take the form of a phone number. 
And mm. no one, maybe one guy did <laughs> Somebody that. Somebody did one it. You got too much time on your hands. Me, I did that. Yeah, you got too much time on your fucking hands. So like, Jesus Christ. They called the phone number and the the phone number would give uh, fake conspiracy theories about the future, about this right. thing happening mm. 15 years from now. And it also would list websites. And then if you went to the websites, the websites were real websites that, that Trent Reznor had posted that would like pull you deeper into this bizarre conspiracy because now the conspiracy that happened 15 years from now started because of this website right now so it's this whole awesome like virtual, yeah. like reality i like game I, you know what though like i like when release. i like when artists do that they're one of my favorite uh rap artists cage kennels he's from new york um he had a cd and uh, one of his lyrics were lick the cover on my cd to see what acid does and i was like Looking at the CD, like, should I lick this motherfucker? Like, am I that gullible? Like, should I lick this right, motherfucker? Right. But like that, that I like that. People shit, licked you know it I mean? for sure. Oh, yeah. oh fuck yeah, yeah. I licked yeah, it. Did. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I licked it. Yeah, yeah. why not? Nothing happened. No, nothing happened. But it's still funny though. You know, like it's still it's one of right. those memorable moments. That's like, fuck, dude. Somebody said something on a song, and I'm like, huh. Like that would be fucking crazy. And I can't remember which album it was. I it might have been Year Zero. There was a like it was right when like 2007. So it's when vinyl was 2009, I think, is when it came out. Uh, so it was when vinyl was just starting to make a comeback. And when you bought it, you know, I usually buy his music directly from his website and I bought it. So I got the CD or the audio mm. download or whatever. Yeah. But then you could also get the LP. Yeah. And it said when you bought it that the LP can would can the packaging of the LP would contain material that you should not open in your house and that you should be prepared to have to change your clothes and like go through yeah, yeah. all these steps once you open the vinyl You're like what the fuck? and i was like well i'm fucking buying like, it like yeah <laughs> fucking terrorist but it's like fucking fuck like fuck, what is, like what is it you know like, and you, it can't I, hurt you like i it's not got it you. and there's a big thing on it that says do not open this yeah. in your house like fucking blah 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 and i was like it's just trent reznor's fart and <laughs> no it was just like it's full of like super fine ground up charcoal Huh. But like the design of the way the album looked and everything, like the charcoal just like added so much to the whole thing. And then it was just this cool experience. Now you're like yeah. nervous. It's like, do I want to open this? Fucking yeah. out? Like I That's thought that exactly was, I thought shit, that yeah. was, I thought that was bullshit on the I, website, but now I have what it. What was all the terrorist threat that they would mail the powder? I can't even think of what it was. Anthrax. 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 Yeah. Anthrax. Yeah. So That's what This you was think. like black yeah. instead of white. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, and I opened it up and it was just like, just like, oh, I'm glad I did this outside because that would have fucked my I'm house. pretty sure you can make black thrax. Like, I'm yeah. sure you can fucking yeah. color black thrax. For sure. Yeah. Um, then he had a beef with Chris Cornell that was kind of funny. They got in a Twitter war. That's how he died, actually. That um, he ended up making a fake website with a fake album um, with like a, because he was talking shit about Chris Cornell's album. So he said that he was doing songs with Chris Martin from Coldplay. Oh, fuck. And, yeah. Uh, That's funny. Bono and <laughs> Fergie and Sheryl Crow, <laughs> like the full song list of his new album oh, with fuck. all these like featuring blah, 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 and had a full fucking Twitter war with him. It was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Um, then he left Interscope. He's released uh, a couple of albums since Interscope. He released a thing called Ghosts, which is a bunch of instrumental ambient albums that have no uh, singing. Um, and then he teamed up with Atticus Ross, and he's just done fucking 
movie after movie with him. Yeah. Um, he did How to Destroy Angels, which is a new band. Uh, he got married. That's with his wife. Yeah, a woman named mm. Mary Queen uh, Mandig. Oh, I wanted wow. to look that up and see what that was about because they released Queen multiple Mandango. albums together. They released yeah. two albums. They're yeah. good albums. They're not Nine Inch Nails, but right, they're yeah. definitely Trent Reznor. Like, you can tell the difference, you know. Um, she's a good singer. She sings more than he does on them. You listened to it at one point in my car, and without knowing anything, you said, this is weird fucking music. It sounds like it sounds like some kind of ambient music, except Trent Reznor did it. Oh, and Trent Reznor mm. wasn't even singing. Oh, and I was cool. like, yeah. yeah, that's kind of exactly what it is. <laughs> it, yeah, you get, yeah, yeah, you get you the nine inch nail on the yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll give you a ding for that one. Uh, thanks, um, guys. Thanks. But then with Apple, um, oh, but he did uh, Hesitation Marks, another album. Um, that might be the one that had the black chalk. I can't remember. But um, a big black chalk, big black chalk. <laughs> no, he a did chalk. Uh, a couple more. He did uh, <laughs> big black wheel chalk. So again, like the next director is David Fincher, who he works with, mm. which again, great fucking director. Yeah. Like that's the person you want to work with as a director and him and Atticus Ross because they did the social network together and then they did Gone Girl. Um, they did. Uh, is there going to be more Watchmen? I forgot no, what happened. I'm going to watch not. that. It's probably done. not. No, it's done. Probably not. Oh man. It's Damon over. Lindelof said the, the story he wanted to tell with Watchmen is done. Yeah. Damon unless, over. unless another story is really pressing, he's not going to continue. He said, if HBO wanted to pursue it, I would give them my blessing with a certain number of producers who worked on the show with right. me. But he said, I wouldn't be involved unless I have another pressing story <laughs> to tell. Crazy that they would not. Yeah. Which more power to him. Like, no, I did it. I did what I wanted to do. I remember it being like, oh, they're good. Yeah. 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 Well, you always want to leave that. Yeah. And again, he did the soundtrack. Him and Atticus Ross did Watchmen. And it was something I perpetually forgot about. And then once per episode, when the soundtrack would pick up, I was like, oh, goddamn, that's right. Like on top of everything else I love about this show, he did the fucking soundtrack to it, you know. Um, but then, yeah, so he ended up getting in 2015, he became the creative director for Apple music. And this was, he started as a creative director for beats, but then when Apple bought beats, he kept the same position, but with Apple music, which is quite a thing to yeah. have, I guess. Um, and He's like, whoops, uh, I work for Apple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I guess he released some remixes of some of his stuff that you could only get on iTunes, which I don't have cause I don't have itunes itunes in a bathroom yeah and then he ended up getting put in the the hall of fame he did other stuff they did a a movie called mid 90s and they did bird box um as well apparently he just did the the they just did the soundtrack yeah i'm trying to think what music is on bird box it's all scary and quiet yeah Yeah. suspenseful yeah Yeah. and then he did disney's soul that just came out a couple Mm -hmm. months ago yeah that's great he did that one and then uh (laughs) never heard of it it's kind of creepy. I tried to watch it with Vaughn, but it's like, oh, Vaughn, you're not watching this. Hmm. Like, dude, we're not watching this because you're three and this is kind of a little bit too much. Dude, Maddox, Maddox has had his buddy over the last couple of nights and like uh, his buddy's dad's like my age. And he's like, when, when mom's away, you can watch like stand by me, like things that yeah. aren't that crazy. And I'm like, really? So then I was like, you guys want to watch Breakfast Club? So I had him watch a Breakfast Club day before yesterday. And like I w- like I left him watching. I went to bed, and I woke I woke up. My son was like, "Hey, Breakfast Club was really good." And I was like, "That little bastard's a critic too. Like he'll talk some shit. Like he right. will not watch Red Dawn." He's like, mm. "We I made him watch Predator the night before that, so they watched Predator, then Breakfast Club, and then 
I made him watch 16 Candles last night and I fucking forgot. 16 Candles has like shower scenes and all kinds of shit. And I was like, whoops. Like, you I was sitting on YouTube looking at that <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, I know, but I was sitting on. there and it was just like titties yeah. on the fucking TV. And then I was like, I went cool dad on it because like everyone was asleep and I was like, Maddox, like Maddox. Like, pay attention, bro. Look at TV. Look at wake TV, up. bro. Like, hey, wake up. And his buddy was just... <laughs> hey, his, breast his, exams on his, Channel 9. His buddy yeah. had the biggest fucking grin on his face from the side, just that fucking staring straight at the TV. And Max is like, what? I was like, you missed it, bro. There was boobies on the TV. He's like, I, I was like, did you see it? He's like, no, I didn't see it. And then I was like, Max, it's back on. It's back on. It's back on. And he was just acting like, I don't yeah, see it. I'm yeah, tired. Yeah. I'm sleeping. I was like, hmm. I wasn't there. They would have rewound that shit. Yeah. That's funny. A lot of boobies. Hey, watch Wild Things with them. What's wild things? I just watch it with them. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> Sight unseen. Yeah. So the last thing that I saw in the notes watch is a leak of their moan. Apparently, <laughs> in 2020, he got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he had said before then, and he even said it when he got inducted, saving Ryan's quote, privates. I could give half a shit about being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And again, I he has it. to care. He has to care. He cares. I'm torn on that because that's mm. been his met like it's. It's. I think it's on brand. I think he knows he has to say it. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's that's like that's Eminem that's not showing up though. to the awards show. Like yeah, you know, it's cheesy though. Like just stop. But the other thing the is whole that fucking I, career. But the thing that was cool it. about it, the thing that was cool about it was he. I I think he said it in context because they wanted to induct Trent Reznor into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> not nine inch nails uh, and he was saying i could give a fuck about you and i could give a fuck about your hall of fame if you're not going to induct nine inch nails so everybody who's played with me is in the rock and roll hall yeah, of fame you can go fuck yourself that makes sense like you that, didn't that just pick sense. one person from the who you right. didn't just yeah. pick one person from the yeah, beatles yeah, yeah, yeah. like the band you know yeah. so that's a different statement yeah that's so fair. i think yeah, that makes sense. so at that point uh, i was I'm, like I'm okay on board with that. so but then he yeah and originally they weren't gonna it was just gonna be him but then he pushed back and they were like no okay nine inch nails is who we're talking about well and you can understand that like they're trying to he did way more than just nine inch nails right true true you know yeah yeah so yeah you're not inducting me because of the fucking natural born killers or because of how to destroy angels you're inducting me because of nine inch nails so induct nine inch nails yeah you know so that's trent reznor um if you if you haven't listened to him Listen to I I would recommend um the fragile with teeth in year zero. That's like the core in the center. His last couple are way more hard rocky and they don't really hit me for some reason. Uh the last two albums. They're good. Like I still like them, but they don't like I yeah. I'm not listening to them on repeat. Like I can I listen know, to those other just talking about this makes me want to like I don't have the fucking time. Right. But I, I really like I sat down with my son. I have I have apps on my iPad. Mm-hmm. I have an NPC app. I have like some other stuff that, that I do music with. Right. And like I we make beats together, me and my son. Yeah. Like so it's kind of a fun, you know, That's daddy cool. daddy son thing. That's you know what cool. I mean? He likes it. Yeah. And I'll like I'll play a sound. I'll be like, You like that? And I'll like I'll be doing some beat or something. He'll be like, No, nah, I don't like that one. I don't like that. And then I'll hit a sound and he'll be like, Oh yeah, I like the <laughs> he tries to like make right. the sound, you know, That's whatever it is. Dope, the, the oh, I like go go back to the ooh. <laughs> like he'll like make the you know like he's funny. funny. He tries to like tell me, and so like we make the music together. But I always thought I, I've I've always wanted. And I think I've said this before. Like I I want I wanted to score a movie. You know what I mean? Like right. actually, like I'm not a composer. I'm not, but I do 
layer sounds. You know what I mean? I right. layer, you know, I right. can make loops and you know do just stuff. take any movie and fucking like strip that shit down and like you could, I it. could, yeah, yeah. It's just the time, yeah. you know, right. and, and the uh, you know. But I, I do. I always that's something I always want to go back to. It's like jujitsu or judo or something. You know, yeah. like I always want to go back. Um, but, and, and like do music, like for no reason at all. Like, I just want to like feel it. make yeah. a CD, yeah. you know what I mean? Or make, you know, whatever it is now a record, you know, and, and like give it to you guys and be like, check this out. You know, right. like I did this thing, right. you know, like, and you know, whether it's your style or not, you know, I just want to do something yeah. cause it's always pulling at me. I get you. That's what so, I am with like writing. writing. Yeah. Writing yeah, is the I same don't have shit, a choice, you know? man. If I, if, if I start to have downtime, I yeah. must write, like yeah. I have to start writing. Like, yeah some story or other is like fucking pulling at my brain and yeah. I gotta fucking write it, you know? Yeah. So it, it's kind of the same way with yeah. music for me. Like I really feel and like that's kind of what I think about. Like when you talk about how you listen to music differently than most people, I think I read oh, differently sure. than most yeah, people. Like when you I, probably read books, I'm how like, I listen to music, I'm, you I'm know? just like, what did they do there? How did that work? Why did you do it that way? Like, yeah, that was an interesting You're way sentence. more analytical. Like, why did you put the comma yeah. here when that breaks a rule? Like yeah. what if, effect were you getting with the comma since you were Brit, you know, it wasn't yeah. legally supposed to be there. Like, you know, just everything. I'm just like constantly, you know, which is one of the reasons why, why I like to read a lot of science fiction because it's not literary and it's not high end and my brain can take a vacation. It's like, if I'm reading someone who's really high end, I'm analyzing every fucking sentence. Yeah. And most sci-fi isn't trying to do that. And I You're can reading kinda, the I characters just, talk. I can just and relax and, that, yeah. and read the book. Hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but I the better the like book that. gets, yeah. the harder it is for me to read it. Cause like literally it's sentence by sentence yeah. takes me forever. I wonder that about mm. actors, if they can watch movies comfortably, like no. can they relax and just get, let it happen? I, I think it's it. different for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, like, it's like people who train, they, they know a boom mic is just, yeah. out of view yeah, yeah, and that yeah. there's fucking lighting yeah, over yeah. here and they, they know all the tricks they know that this got cut right here and they restarted right, the line there right. and that was on a different day yeah like they yeah, know yeah, that it's, shit. it's a magician yeah. watching magic tricks right yeah exactly you know they're analyzing it it's it's the same thing yeah. it's it's somebody who fights I, but, I, but i bet watching they have, ufc uh, i bet you know? they have the possibility of enjoyment in a different way than we do too for sure so it's probably not totally lost on them because no. they, they get to enjoy like oh wow what a performance well i really like the way it was scored like things like that that and there's probably movies that they watch that that tricked them you know that what I mean? That they in. that sucked like, them in, uh, yeah. and they were like, "Wow, that!" And you would be like, "That movie was okay," and they were like, "No, that movie was yeah. spectacular." Right. Yeah. Because it it got to them yeah. on a different level yeah. than it would ever get to anybody who's not an actor or actress. And I think you would also. I mean, they have the experience of I know how hard it is to do certain scenes. And they would appreciate I, scenes when more, I see yeah. so and so pull that scene off. I'm yeah. like, holy fuck, that guy! Can and you're act. just like, eh. yeah, you know, it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. like, yeah, he was crying. That's and like, that's the same way I do. Like, I hear certain singers, like, and I'm just like, oh, that fuck, they're fucking good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, wow, they're good. Right, like, they're fucking awesome. They're yeah. amazing. You know. And other people are just like, oh, it's just the song. You know, right, and you're like, right, no, no, no. Like, right. you don't, you don't, you're not appreciating. Yeah. you know what's happening here. You know. So yeah, that's Trent Reznor. Like I said, I recommend those those middle albums because um, there's a there's a lot in them um, that I think people mm -hmm. will enjoy. Yeah, I'm gonna check one out for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, social media winner for episode five twenty two, Betty White, um, the goldenest of girls. Mm. Um, Trevor Woodhouse <laughs> is gonna win. That's, you thought about pissing, didn't you? Huh? You were thinking about golden mm. showers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Trevor Woodhouse is gonna win a t shirt for sharing on Facebook. 
We appreciate that. As we've said many times, mm-hmm. it's difficult to get any traction yes. on social media. Yep. And when you share like that, oh, fa- man. your family hates you and we love you. Yep. Yeah. So thank you for doing it. Um, also, it makes our genes grow. It does. it does. We are part of the uh, Podbelly Podcast Network. Um, if you go to podbelly.com, you can find other cool podcasts like us, like Art and Jacob Podcast and Nerds on Topic. So, um, you know, you gave us a chance one day and you found us and you're real happy about it. So yeah. go listen to another podcast over there at podbelly.com and give somebody a chance and you might be surprised. Yeah, and then you could thank us yeah. by going yeah. to Patreon. Right. Yeah. You could yes, come back. Yeah. Give us the Patreon for yeah. it. Yeah. That's true. Don't give yeah, them the Patreon. Them. Yeah. Give us them. the Patreon. Give us yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> also, um, Elio Kentucky, hot sauce is our primary. Elio Kentucky. You ever Elio, been there? You ever I've been to Kentucky, man? I've never been there. Brent Dirt Cheap in Elio Kentucky. What's Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy D's nuts. All right. yeah, there we go. So Elio Cateco is our primary sponsor. Um, it is available at most major grocery stores. It is a delicious hot sauce that comes in a variety of flavors. Seven to be uh, to be sure. I don't know. There might be mystery sauces. There are actually. Yeah, there are. I have a couple. Space and all over the place. I have a couple weird yeah. ones yeah, like you, that you can't yeah. buy in the United States yeah. and shit that I've ordered. There's Elio Cateco honey. There's all kinds of weird stuff mm-hmm. actually. Mm. Weird rules. Like, why yeah. can't we have that in the United States? Hey, Teco cocaine. Yeah, there's like crossover hey, weird ass. Hey, you Teco cocaine. There's a uh, crossovers with like top ramens and cup of soups and yeah, it's not top ramens. Like, yeah, some sort of noodles from somewhere. And, yeah. yeah. Anyways, not check available. it out. If you're not a hot sauce person, you should try it anyway because uh, you love us. Just go buy a bottle and try it for us, and you're probably going to be surprised that you like mm. it and now use it. If you're not, just give it to somebody that that loves hot sauce. Everybody's got a friend who loves hot sauce, or an yep. uncle, or a brother. Sister, cousin, nephew. Um, check it out, elucateco.com. And thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. Go to printdirtcheap.com and you can order stickers or printed goods. I've bragged about it tons of times. They have indestructible stickers that last through Bakersfield weather at temperatures of 115 degrees on the tinted fucking windows, which has, which has to be like 145 or something. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It'll burn your yeah, fucking in hand sun, in Bakersfield. Yeah. Fuck you, you cannot you put your hands on the fucking steering wheel when you yeah. first get in the fucking car if you didn't have your fucking shady shade up. It'll yep. fuck you up. So those stickers last through that. Then the, wherever you're at, they're going to last. So if you need stickers, check it out. Use uh, code SOFAKINGPODCAST to save some money when you do it. And also check out Jimmy D's Tees over at JimmyD'sTees.com. He is uh, the man who makes a lot of our merch. He's working on some bandanas for us. I saw the uh, the test print, and it looks mm. pretty badass. Mm. So those should be on the way pretty soon. Um, also, a bunch of new merch is up in the shop. I'm going to be posting about it. We pulled down a bunch of designs that are gone now. Should have got it while you could have got it. We they're didn't gone. say they were limited, gone but they're gone. So just remember that. They got tired they of them. Yeah, they don't always, they're not always going to be there for sure. So um, go over and check out the new stuff. There's like grocery bags and backpacks and blankets and all kinds of cool shit on there. And that's at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Also check out SKR Apparel at S-U-I-K-E-R apparel.com. Check out Retro Vague if you're into 80s stuff. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of cool stuff over there at retrovague.com. Check out Mindframe Podcast. Uh, that is Dave's first novel of his new trilogy and it's amazing i'm a fan and uh, we work hard on it and uh you should check it out like uh, you really will get sucked into it there's a whole bunch of episodes at this point so if you were looking to binge and you were waiting now is the time because there's plenty of them out there um if you're on patreon you get two episodes a week there's the regular chapter episodes and then at the five dollar patreon level um you actually get the sit down episode where dave and zach and myself uh discuss the chapters and answer all the, the crazy questions and discuss all kinds of things from yep. writing styles, techniques, and influences, all kinds of cool stuff on there. It's like a whole other show. So check it out. Uh, it's Mindframe Podcast. And check out Brewing the 99 Podcast, which is Brad's magic podcast. 
Um, you're still doing it, yeah? You're still staying active? I know your website was jacked or whatever. You're still doing the, the show. website's yeah. down, but the, yeah. Still doing the show. We just released the show Friday. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So check that out if you're into magic or if you want to learn about magic. Um, even if you, you don't know what the fuck that is, it's not uh, rabbits and hats, but it could be. Yeah. And actually, um, a few people actually listened to this show, just started listening to it just because, right. and they started playing. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. And so I'm, in, cool. I'm in the category of someone who played a million fucking years ago. And still, I still have all my cards. Just I listen still, for enjoyment. I, I like listen for enjoyment up, yeah. and it keeps me, it makes me feel like keeps I'm still relevant. Tune. Keeps yeah. me in tune. I still, I'll always love the game. I'll yeah. always want to play it. And I'm sure there'll be other phases where I play it again. But I like listening to the show, you know, especially knowing magic yeah. uh, somewhat. It's it's an interesting. Yeah. And I don't even know it. I mean, we just go on there and talk. So, yeah. no. <laughs> no, no uh, it kind of blows, like. You, you've multiple times and I'm, I'm thankful for it. You've invited me to play with you and with Bob and, and with your crew and so forth. And listening to the show, I'm just like, I will never come close to winning. Oh, I don't know, dude. There's, there's <laughs> like a guy. So there's a guy down at the shop. So much. No, no, it ain't even about that, man. There's a guy down at the shop who just started playing and he like, he came around because I mean, we're kind of intimidating. Like we're not like the normal, like nerd people, you know, that right. run around like, and this guy's like in a, like a wheelchair, he can walk, but he's like, has trouble. And like, he's like an older guy and he was wanting to start playing and we're and they kept telling him, go up there and play, go up there. And he just didn't want oh, to. I think, like, you, I think you months, talked about him on the show. Like months, yeah. like he didn't go. And then finally he came and played. And that fool come up there with some bullshit ass, like pre-con deck with like a couple cards added to it. And it's like fucking stomping fools out. Like. Yeah, nice. I mean, yeah, it's it doesn't matter. Like nice. I get beat all the, I get beat all the time because like I put out good cards and people are like, "Fucking kill him, get him!" Like don't right. let him. Like, right? Yeah. I'm like fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we have a new sculpt member of the month. The we sculpt do. member of the month this month is none other than the legless Blake Stubbs. So he has he has uh, two prosthetic legs yeah. and then he has a Kendall type front. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been he's been deprived of sex his whole life. He was born that way, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a Siamese twin uh, that has been uh, separated from its twin. Yeah, the other twin has two dicks. The other twin has two no. dicks. Right. That's right. So he is. Yeah. So leg. yeah. His name's so, Richard. Richard. Yeah. 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 And and his name actually was a misprint. It was supposed to be Blank Stubbs, <laughs> right? Because he had no legs, <laughs> right? And he was blank down there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but and he goes by Legolas. That's his yeah, favorite Legolas, character. Yeah. That's his favorite character uh, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he tries to keep a manly beard to kind of you know cover that up. You know, jump a big vehicle, all that good stuff. Um, he has like a little lift that get gets him into his truck. Right. Um, little you know he hooks onto his nubs and picks him up and sets him in his truck. That doesn't seem very efficient. It it's not, but it makes a point. You know, it's a statement. Yeah, guess, it's it's yeah. part of it. Uh, he actually takes his legs <clears throat> off, like the bottoms. He takes them off to use the lift, like when he could have just climbed into the truck. Right. So, he talks shit to it while it's lifting him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Lift me, bitch. Yeah. He just talks kind of. He's like an angry Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was very genuine right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was way too genuine for the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like you're actually like, that's fucking weird, man. Why does he strange. do that? Yeah. Loves Doritos though. He loves yeah. Doritos. Well, you can't yeah. blame him. Yeah, yeah. he loves them. He, yeah. he needs some happiness in life. Yeah. And Doritos are that. Yeah. 
Can't have sex. Have little, no legs. Little yeah. triangles of happiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what he calls them. I do love Doritos. In the sea of chips. I miss taco Doritos. Oh, those are you good. You can still get those sometimes. Yeah, my fucking no, wife. I can't get them. My wife cheese. loves. Oh, you can have them. Yeah, my wife loves the taco They're so fucking Doritos. good, dude. Yeah. They're just like, a, it's just Dave, a t- bag full man, of nostalgia. Tell a cow to fuck off for one bag, bro. It's just a no. little bit of milk. <laughs> tell a cow to fuck <laughs> off. Tell your whole life to fuck off for one bag, Dave. <laughs> yeah. He'd be back eating meat, coming here with a fucking lamb chop and shit, just fucking in a bag of fucking taco Doritos. I'll eat your legs, yeah. bitch. Let's do this, Dave. We're going to get ski masks and shit, and we'll sneak into a slaughterhouse, and then we'll, we'll like save one cow so you can have a bag of taco Doritos. It all evens no. out. No? No. Okay. What if we burn the slaughterhouse down and save all the cows? Uh, I think you'd kill the cows. No, no, no. With them in there? They're not in the slaughterhouse. You That's kill true. The They're already dead by the time. Yeah. It would just yeah, smell delicious dead. if you burn the slaughterhouse. <laughs> <Just dead. laughs> Brent, what do you have in your pants? Steaks. <laughs> Steaks. <laughs> anyway. That's pretty much it. If you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King Podcast. And we are at Sofa King Podcast on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can share those and uh, win stuff every week. We always give away. Uh, what do you give away? Like t-shirt for sharing posts? Yeah, t-shirt, stickers. There you go. Whatever we got. Easy. If you don't have any money, if you're poor. And uh, you want some shit? That's the way you have it. social media. Yep. Well, might as well use it. You know, fuck, you start sharing the fuck out of shit. I guarantee you. And if you ordered it. one sticker two weeks ago and I didn't see it, I sent you a shit ton of stickers. So you're welcome. Oh, and yeah. I'm sorry that I forgot. I didn't. Yeah. I just didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was an order in the store. Apologies. Oh. Yeah. I got the other ones. The other ones, the automated yeah, stuff is like boom, boom, boom. And then I was like, oh shit, that's a real one. Yeah. I got to do. I need to take care of that one. Yeah. So you got lots of stickers. Apologies, whoever that was, sir, madam. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, personal Instagrams, I'm at Razor Wolves. Have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out El Yucateco underscore Hot Sauce, Jimmy D's Tees, and Podbelly, the Spotify playlist. The playlist for all the songs at the end of our wonderful episodes is at Sofa King Podcast 2021 on Spotify and patreon.com backslash Sofa King Podcast. You can't search us because we are mature content label. Yes. So go there directly and support the show. We appreciate it. Don't be a retard. Shit, I'm tired as fuck. Come on, baby, let's get the fuck home. Oh, no, let's hurry up. I hate this neighborhood. Nigga, we tripping over here and shit. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Just keep walking. Don't turn around. Here we go again. Hey, nigga, why you fucking with me? Fuck you, nigga, cause I can.